From WIS Politics in Madison, you're listening to Capital Chats. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the WIS Politics Capital Chats podcast, brought to you by Spectrum. I'm Adveta, an intern with WISPolitics.com. I'm interning here over the summer and I study at the University of Chicago. I'm here today with reporter Adam Kelnofer to talk to him about an interview he did with the state treasurer. So, Adam, how was the interview? What did you guys talk about? Hi, Advaita. Yeah, it was uh, an interesting interview. We got to talk a lot about the BCPL, which is the Board of Commissioners of Public Lands. Uh, They deal a lot with library loans, uh, like to state libraries and also to state schools and a lot of other, um, you know, state government resources and local government resources. We also touched on what exactly the state treasurer does. Also, interesting fact about Liber, he is actually the only Republican in a statewide constitutional office election who won election. The only other statewide Republican candidate to win their election was Senator Ron Johnson of the U.S. Senate, obviously. So uh, let's just get right into it. So welcome to the show. We have State Treasurer John Liber on today here. So welcome and congratulations on your win. We're here to talk about the uh, BCPL, which is the Board of Commissioners of Public Lands. And that board manages a trust, basically, that helps to fund uh, public libraries around the state and school libraries. So Uh, Welcome to the show, John. And uh, it sounds like BCPL is dealing with an issue that actually doesn't have to do with libraries. Is that right? Well, technically, it it kind of does. So what we have um, as part of the the funds we manage, we have what's called the municipal loan program. Mm -hmm. And the BCPL gives out loans to municipalities, um, school districts, counties around the state to help cover unexpected expenses or capital improvements or a fire truck, things of that nature. Mm. And because we charge interest on that, we make income on that. So we are able to distribute money to schools from that. So we want to make sure we're giving out loans that make sense both to our, to the board and to the municipality so that they can pay it back properly so that we can get the money and turn around and give it right back to schools. All right. That makes sense. So um, this issue with the town of Sanborn, um, it has to do with taxing tribal members. There was recently a uh, federal court order that basically meant uh, tribal members don't have to pay state taxes because they are members of sovereign nations. That's not the United States. Um, And they they don't have to pay state taxes anymore. And that's kind of hurting a lot of these towns that have relied not entirely on tribal members for their tax base, but they, you know, some of those tribal members make up a quite a large portion of the tax base. And in Sanborn, that's the case. So um, what's going to happen with the town of Sanborn if they don't end up getting this $610,000 loan that they need to make up for that lost revenue? Well, I mean, that is kind of the question. What, what, is the future prospects of the town of Sanborn. And that's why whether we issue the loan or not is really contentious because when you give somebody a loan, you're hoping they pay you back. So we wanna make sure they can actually pay us back, that they actually exist as a functioning entity um, by the time the loan comes due in the future. So the problem isn't just that uh, certain tribal members don't have to pay property taxes. It's that under the, before this court 
decision came down, they were paying taxes mm-hmm. and now they don't have to. And not only that, the taxes they did pay, the property taxes have to be reimbursed. So that's why it's not just a budgetary issue going forward. It's this big liability that they need the loan to pay off the past debts. Mm. So this doesn't even address their issues going forward or any other uh, municipality in that area going forward. So that's that's where the loan part comes in. It's to pay off the taxes that shouldn't have been collected in the first place. All right. And and, and you know the board is in agreement that I think pretty much everyone's in agreement that they should get that money. It's just where is that money going to be coming from? Hmm. Yeah, um, that that does make sense. So you guys uh, just this week set up um, another meeting uh, before August 7th to happen. Um, that's kind of to try and avoid this this looming uh, obligation date to, to pay off or to to pay some of this back pay basically in taxes. Um, do you think is BCPL going to be the source of that, that money or, or is Sanborn going to have to go to another, um, another lender? Um, it, it depends on what information they get to us, honestly. Um, it is from the past couple meetings, we've been asking for more information to try to satisfy us that they have the capacity, not just now to pay it back, but five years down the road, 10 years down the road, what's, what's the long-term plan for the town of Sanborn? And it's hard to give that info, you know, give out a loan without the information that they're able to pay it back. So my perspective is to look at, well, my job is to make, look out for the beneficiaries of the loan or of the, of the fund when you're giving out a loan. So I have to look at what's in their best interest and their best interest is not to give out a loan that might not be repaid. Now, as much as I want to help the people of town that of the town of Sanborn and of the county up there, I have to look out for it's my job to look out for. And that's the people we give the money out to the school libraries. So that that's my concern. I, I just want to make sure we're giving it a loan because every other loan through the municipal loan program gives it out to a whether it's a county or a town or city. We're pretty much guaranteed to get that money back because they have a sustainable tax base their boundaries aren't really changing in the way that Sanborns are. And they're not having huge portions of their town take off the tax rolls. And that's really the concern here. What happens in the future? If more properties are taken off the tax roll, they're going to have to raise the taxes on the remaining residents to pay off those taxes, to pay the you know, same services and pay off the debt service, mm-hmm. which is only going to make more people leave the town, which raises the taxes even higher. So it's just going to snowball. And what, what happens when there's nobody left? What happens when there aren't any taxpayers? It, it hasn't really come up in the projections, but it's a very real possibility because there isn't that much land that's actually being taxed in the town right now. Hmm. Yeah, so <clears throat> kind of it, it's, it sounds like there's uh, long-term kind of two two ways to, to deal with this. It's either kind of try to reduce the amount of services the town pays for which would reduce the tax burden on residents or uh try to to make more money and, and like you said that would mean you know increased property taxes which which could drive people out so um you know long term is this are, are we going to see this with other municipalities or is this unique to sanborn alone well, I don't know if it's unique to Sanborn. I think this is the, I 
canary in the coal mine, as it were, because it has the largest percentage not being taxed right now. Mm. But I think we can see it in other areas as well, how much, and it doesn't have to be with this federal court decision about tribal members either, how much of the land is being taken off the tax roll in other counties, whether it's state-owned land or county-owned land. Anytime that happens, there's less of a tax base, less opportunity to develop, but they still have to pay for the roads. They still have to pay for the same services. And in some of the northern counties, if the population is declining, that's the burden is going to be put on even fewer and fewer people. So I think there has to be some some solution, some legislative solution, at least to how to fund those things going forward. And what's the appropriate way to do that, too? I think the Sanborn's unique in that because the services are requiring to be paid by property taxes and there's a large portion of people who are using the services but not paying those taxes. It, it is kind of unique in that respect, but it's mm. it's something that I think we'll see in other areas as well. Maybe not in the same way, but in the same with the same result really, that there's just fewer not enough dollars to pay for what we're looking to do, what we're what we're placing on towns to provide. Mm. Yeah. And I do want to point out that it's um so I, I have talked with uh, the the chairman of the tribe there, and he told me that the, the tribe does pay a large portion of the services, mm -hmm. and they're not just excluding town members either. So mm -hmm. I think there actually is more cooper cooperation than we're seeing in a lot of cases. Um, it may not be a formal agreement. It may just be more of a handshake agreement, or we've always done that. We've never you know, made a big deal about it. So. I think it, it may even help if we're able to see some of that information on how much is actually being paid. I know the chairman told me they're funding a number of um, sheriff's deputies to cover not just the town, the tribe, but the town area as well. Because honestly, in a lot of these places, the municipal, board, municipal borders aren't exactly a straight line. One parcel's in, one parcel's out. It, it's so it would be very difficult to kind of divide it up that way. So I, I'm, I'm encouraged by the cooperation I've seen there so far. And I think in the past, there was a lot more cooperation as well. There was, um, I think relationships broke down. I, I'm hoping they kind of come back and we kind of come to some solution there, but I don't think anything, I don't, I, I think any solution with the town of born and its issues has to also be with the tribe up there. Hmm. There's there's no solution that really excludes a tribe from being a, a part a partner really to finding what works up there because they are such a big part of the town and they they are you know they 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 have the same boundaries basically so what happens to one is going to happen to the other mm. so yeah. any you know, you just can't you can't really divide up their fates really I think you you do have to find some way everyone can work together yeah it it's it definitely sounds like a very complicated issue and we'll have to watch the bcpl meetings you know later this month to see what actually happens and then keep watching to see what happens to other municipalities um but i do want to shift gears a little bit here because we've talked a lot about bcpl which is a big part of your job but what else does the state treasurer's office actually do so the bcpl is the biggest part of my job but I also, um, in the statutes, one of my duties is to promote the unclaimed property program. So since I'll have this opportunity, you go ahead and search on the Department of Revenue's website. They have an unclaimed property tab and you may have unclaimed property. It's free to claim and you just fill out the forms and they send you a check. 
Um, so I, I do actually proactively search for uh, people if they contact the office. I've also kind of been searching for municipalities, businesses um, may have unclaimed property. Sometimes when it's sent to the state, uh, because the state holds the unclaimed property from businesses or even from governments, sometimes the, the name is mistyped. So we found actually $144,000 for the University of Wisconsin, uh, Madison, but somebody had typed in the University of Madison, Wisconsin, and that didn't come up when you search for the UW. So sometimes that type of thing happens and we're able to find some money for somebody who was missing it and connect up with the rightful owner. So that's a fun part of my job because um, honestly, nobody, nobody hates getting free money. So I do enjoy that part otherwise i'm i i do enjoy showing support um around the state showing that uh, the state of wisconsin's interested in what's happening i was just yesterday at a uh great lakes intertribal council um ground ground blessing ceremony for a new treatment center so i, I think it's important that statewide officials get out of the state capitol get out of madison and connect up to people and listen to what's going on out, outside outside the boundaries of our capital. Yeah. Um, no, that's not it. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. So it is interesting that even though there aren't many official duties for the state treasurer, that also leaves open the possibility for the state treasurer to really um, take initiative and kind of highlight certain issues that are really important. And there's a couple coming up that I'm hoping to work with legislators on to really make some positive changes. But because I don't have to do any of that, it's it's really depending on each individual treasurer what they want to make the focus of the office about. So I think every treasurer you're going to see a different different focus. I'm really going to focus on the financial uh, well-being of the people of Wisconsin. So I want to focus on um, well, something we've gotten a lot lately is um, people contacting the office and say, "Did you send this, or did am I supposed to send you money?" And what's happening is there's a lot of financial fraud going on, whether it's online or on the phone. And sometimes they, they oftentimes the scammers will try to pretend they're government officials or they you're, they're missing taxes and you pay it to the state treasurer and you'll get a refund later. So one of the big things I'd like to do is to educate people and try to find some way we can cut down. That. I think the biggest thing of course, is just to get people aware of what's going on and, that the government will never ask you to buy a gift card and send us in the numbers or that the IRS isn't going to call you on the phone and ask for your credit card number right away. Um, so just that kind of outreach, I think, can really have an impact on people without it being an official duty, but it still relates to what people want to see from someone in statewide office with the title of state treasurer. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um are you are you going to be asking, you know, Repu so Republican leaders basically have have uh, charge of, you know, who gets what uh, resources? Are you going to be asking for any extra resources from leadership to kind of accomplish these goals? Or, or do you think you have enough? Well, ideally, I'd like to work with legislators to on legislation, and that's not going to require any extra resources on my on my behalf. Um, we'll see if again, if the legislature decides to add more duties to the office, that would require more resources, but I'm not right now asking for anything more to do the job I have. I've always taken a stance that um, before I 
add more staff or before I get more more resources, I would actually have to do have something to do with those. So I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I want to if I'm going to be doing stuff, then it, the resources should follow, not not the other way around. All right. That is fair and makes sense to me. Um, that is all I have time for. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and talking with me. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, great to talk to you and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Adam. If our listeners want to read more about what's going on in the state capitol or the Senate, they can head over to whizpolitics.com. That is right, Advaita. But for now, I'm Adam Kelnhofer. And I'm Advaita Sood. Thanks for tuning in to WizPolitics Capital Chats, brought to you by Spectrum. 